0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran, and I'm here with River Brown and Jack Bartek, and this is episode 33. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Trevor Lawrence, the Browns, Nick Foles, and the Bears, Aaron Rodgers, the Buccaneers, the best undefeated team, and our picks for week seven of the NFL.
1: Didn't I tell you about saying my full government
0: on the show? No, you haven't told me in like the last few episodes. That's because
1: I just peeped. You keep doing it. <laughs>
0: the Jets lost. Duh. 0 6 now. What else? 0 6?
2: Yeah. Damn. We should just put a button in. On, you could just record the Jets lost. So you don't have to say it every week. You the just Jets press lost. a button. That's actually a good idea. I'm convinced. No, because you're going to lose every week. I'm convinced. Like, actually, like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not trying to tell a joke, make you laugh, anything. I'm dead serious about this. I think that Adam Gase is going to remain the coach the entire season because I think they are truly trying to guarantee an 0-16 season because I just don't see how it could even be possible that there is any other circumstance that he's still the head coach. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. I, don't Dude, even think do, it. I don't, Does that I sound crazy? Fired.
1: I don't even think it's funny at this point watching you guys play. Like and It's not funny.
2: They're in full tank mode. Le'Veon's gone. Jamal's gone. Steve McClendon traded now. I like I, I genuinely think the tank is in. We're in full tank
1: mode. You've been tanking for ten years, and then you re-tank eh, that's again. That's not true.
2: That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> McCagnan
0: thought he was winning. That's funny. You
1: guys are crazy.
0: The good thing about it is that now the Jets are positioned to get Trevor Lawrence officially now, because we all H1. thought we all thought that the Jets were the worst team in football. They just weren't officially the worst team in football. <laughs> But now we're gonna give our tanking for Trevor updated rankings. <laughs> so it's weird because the Jets are 0 and 6. So the only team that has not won a game yet. But there are one, two, three, four, there are five teams that have the same record that are one and five. Washington's one and five, the Giants are one and five, Jaguars are one and five, Falcons are one and five, and the Vikings are one and five. And Chargers and Miami also have one win each, but only four losses. And that pick is actually from Houston. Miami's pick is from Houston.
1: So they have their pick and Houston's.
2: Yeah. <sighs> wow. Miami's done a really nice job rebuilding. Yeah. On a side note. Yeah, yeah they. they
1: that's what you call the a good rebuild.
0: And even when they don't have talent, they try to win
2: games. They got a great. coach. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't, they know. got a great coach. I think that Brian Flores has ascended into the great, great, like a great coach level. Like I think it's fair to call him a great, oh, a great probably. coach this way, even though they haven't had the success to back it up. I think it's fair to call him a great coach.
0: I definitely think for their expectations coming into the season and last year, he's definitely exceeded them. They fight every week. Because they were they were people said they were tanking last year, tanking for Tua. And even though they didn't get they didn't get number 1 pick, they still got Tua because of his injury. All right. And they competed. But I don't know if I call him a great coach yet. I think he's a really good coach and he's setting a good culture there. He's ascending. But we have to see still. Yeah. We have win. to see still.
2: I, I just I think that in the Trevor in the Trevor Lawrence race, I don't think anybody can touch the Jets. They're they are actually the worst football team I've ever watched.
0: No, I I think so as well. <laughs> I think the, the Jets are really bad. And look, th- these are their next 6 games. The Bills, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Chargers, Dolphins, and the Raiders. So there's a possibility they go 0-12 here.
1: What if you steal one against the Dolphins? Because I'm looking at the Giants' next six games. They got Philly, Bucks, Washington, Philly again, Bengals, Seattle. So
0: The thing is, I know the Jets are a really bad team, and Adam Gates is the worst coach in the NFL but i don't even think with the with the new coach mm-hmm. we'd win no nah. the, the team is the team is there's horrible there's no talent there's no talent at all on this it's roster. just sam
1: donald and a bunch of guys
2: and like you look at the giants and i feel correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like the giants have at least been in competitive in all of their games except for the 49ers the 49ers was a blowout and that was the last time you really saw the 49ers pseudo healthy other than that, they've been in every game. Even Pittsburgh week one, they only they almost, won. By they almost beat Dallas. Chicago was a great game without Saquon Barkley. The Rams, they had them on the ropes, I guess you could say. They almost beat Dallas last week. And then they beat Washington, who has also competed in what seems like every game.
1: So it sounds like the only team that really just can't compete is you guys.
2: And it's yeah. been like there has not been a game that they've been in, I feel like. I mean, you could make an argument week one, they were kind of in the game in the second half, but even when they were in the game still You knew you were gonna lose. Exactly. There was no feeling of doubt.
0: Wait, versus the Bills? Yeah. Week I didn't one. honestly bro Stop. I didn't think the Jets had a chance in that game. Oh, oh. no, no, no. I thought no, you were no. gonna no, say no, no, no. I Even mean, watching it, I agree. I know the score looked closer, but no, that's what I thought saying. it was a yeah. blowout. You're yeah,
1: saying there's never a chance where you looked at the Jets game, you said, No, nah, we can win this game.
2: And the Giants, like, I'm talking about the Giants right now because I feel like they're the only team that's close to the Jets. You think Washington isn't? Because they're currently with with the the second overall pick. The thing with Washington is I feel like they're in more disarray than the Giants right now because I was going to say the Giants have a lot of stuff going for them. I think that Joe Judge has done a really nice job, like we mentioned, how the Dolphins did, building a culture. Even if the results aren't showing it, I feel like he's building something good there. The players seem to like him. Daniel Jones, although he's on and off, he can show you some really solid moments. And they have a nice offense when they can stay healthy. But the problem is health. They can't stay healthy. You never know who's going to be out there on any given week. Their defense is a whole other story. But I feel like the Giants have bright spots. I have not seen that from the Jets at all this season. People are talking about Trevor Lawrence sitting out or asking Did you see him play last week? Um what was that? I like mean, this oh weekend? my god! How yeah. did he, had, didn't he had, play? But I, I saw four hundred yards Yo. and five touchdowns at halftime. Like you had
1: to watch; like it was just like, like it was cra- Like he's different. Like it was the, crazy. The thing about
0: it is that I don't think that Trevor Lawrence asks for a trade or goes back to college just because it just have the number one overall pick, especially if any team
2: that he goes to in the top of the
0: draft is going to be
2: bad, regardless. Yeah, and, and Dabo Sweeney even mentioned at his press conference, I think it was last week, that he's ready to do these things in New York. So I'm sure that's a conversation they've had. Yeah, between the two and teams. I'm sure he wouldn't be saying something like that <clears throat> if him and Trevor Lawrence didn't have that conversation and kind of know this is it. Like, I'm sure if there was any doubt, he wouldn't make a comment I think like he that knew for game. a while ago, yeah. though. Like, this, yeah.
1: this was it junior year. He wasn't going to come back for his senior season. So I think... He and, knows He knows who yeah. he's going to go to.
2: And at the end of the day, you know, it's very easy to sit on your couch and say, oh, the Jets are terrible. He should stay back in college. But when you're in that situation and you're in college making nothing, literally zero, you're not allowed to make money. Think
1: about it, though. Even if he does stay back, there's a possibility that you guys do the same thing you did the next exactly. season and still exactly. be able to get him. So Exactly. And it's looking like it's inevitable for him to go to the Jets. If not the Jets, probably maybe the Giants, maybe Washington. One of those 3 teams though.
2: And everybody brings up Eli as the situation. Oh, you never know, he might stay back. But you, that is the biggest exception from the rule. John Elway did it too. It, you know, like it doesn't happen. Think the the that, thing that, about that's it. two guys out of how many people over the could course somebody of Somebody actually NFL explain history. the Eli situation?
0: He didn't want to go to San Diego. Um, so he said he's literally not going to play for them, and they ended up trading him for Phillip Rivers. True. And, yeah, and that's why Rivers is on the... He was on the Chargers, and Eli Uh-oh. went to the Giants. But that situation can only happen if you have two of the top quarterbacks and people are willing to trade a lot. Because the Broncos traded a lot for John Elway, because John Elway refused to play for the Colts back in, like, 1986, I think. He was supposed to be the first overall pick, and he refused to play for them. But regardless... If a team is drafting one and they draft you, they own you. They basically have your rights.
2: The fact that
1: you can sit there and say, I don't want to play for this team is ridiculous.
2: I just can't picture a world where he turns down the number one overall pick. Look at Tua. A situation where in one year, Tua went from being the greatest NFL prospect of all time to eventually he became the, the fifth overall pick. But when he had that hip injury... Nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew if he was going to be able to come back and play football. So that is a huge risk to go back and play college football for free again for a whole other year, not knowing what might happen to you in that season. I'm a
0: Jets fan, so of course I want Trevor Lawrence to go to the team, but I look at these options and I like him in Washington better. I like and actually the teams that are that are bad but are good, like the Falcons and the and the Vikings. The Vikings in a year, I think, or a year or two, they're going to be out of, under Kirk Cousins' contract. If they can hopefully land a number one pick, or even the Falcons, that'll be huge.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure Trevor Lawrence has his fingers crossed open for that to happen because you look at both of those situations are so much better. Just mm-hmm. head coach alone, you have two proven guys there in... Uh, Dan Quinn and in, got fired. In, in, oh, I was thinking Vikings and... Washington was oh, okay, what I was yeah. thinking. Ron Rivera. I would love to play for Ron Rivera. I think that, he's a great coach. I think the
1: Atlanta one was good. Walking in, and the first guy you get to see in there is Matt Ryan, learning under him. that That's looking like the best situation. I, and then you have Julio, who still has it. Calvin and Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I,
0: I just hope that Trevor Lawrence to the Jets, I hope the Jets don't ruin him. Because the way this is yeah. trending, is it looks really bad, especially well, what
2: they did to Sam Darnold. I think the most important thing, uh, even more important than getting the first overall pick, because even if you don't get Trevor Lawrence, there's other quarterbacks to be had out there. Even if you stick with Sam Darnold, the most important move of the offseason, be, because Adam Gase will not be around next year, I think that's written in stone at this point, is hitting on a head coach. And it was it's so important two years ago, we failed, and... We went from what could have been a, a ten and six playoff team last year to seven and nine and out of the playoffs, and now the worst team in maybe a, a decade in the NFL, and that's being generous. I was because,
1: just about to say that
2: because we failed on the head coaching pick. So I think you got to really. This is going to be the move for Joe Douglas, and I know you're already low on him, and I, I have seen a lot of Jet fans turning sour towards him, which is understandable, and I think he knew that was coming. It is. But this head coaching pick will be his chance to turn around the perception on him. If he can get a guy like just throwing out a couple of names that have become coaches in the past few years, Cliff Kingsbury, so somebody like that that you know has had so much success, Matt Rule, who looks like he's doing a pretty good job down in Carolina. Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, so many good coaches that have come into the league the past few years into head coaching roles. If he could find somebody like that, if he could get a guy like Eric Bieniemy from Kansas City who's helped run one of the most prolific offenses in football history, that can be the difference maker in turning around the next half a decade where he's under contract. You'd have five years of Trevor Lawrence under a rookie deal. That could be the move that changes everything. I just finished watching Moneyball today,
1: the movie.
0: Great, yeah.
1: That's a great. You just did like this is the first time watching.
0: Yeah, it is actually. Wow. And after after seeing what Billy Bean did, you're crazy. with the athletics. Then I might have some hope. Maybe Joe Douglas has that type of situation. I don't know though. I'm I, I'm not sold on Joe Douglas. And I don't. I, hope, I don't blame you for I that hope being not being sold on it. I you're hope, not about to go back into this guy. I hope
2: he proves me different. I don't blame you for not being sold on him, but I would say at least give him until the coaching hire. And if he fails on the coaching hire, then I'll concede. Look, man, the first thing he needs to do is convince ownership that we
0: have to get new uniforms. Yeah, oh, those uniforms
1: oh. are terrible. I like the uniforms. the green ones. I think the helmets no, I, are beautiful.
0: I, I, I think the uniforms are really ugly. I think you're if if
2: we were winning, you probably
0: I would not be no. Saying the I'm same dead thing.
1: serious. I can't believe this is your first time watching Moneyball. Are you serious?
0: Yeah. Wow. It's do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, it's a Brad Pitt classic, when the uniforms man. when the uniforms leaked online and everybody were make was making fun of on them on Twitter. We were destroying yeah. them. And every Jets fan thought, "Oh, this can't be the uniforms. This <laughs> can't be it. Oh, this is a lie." Like how Jamal Adams made a promo for that, for that, for the uniforms in a commercial where he's like opening up a box and then he's like, oh my God. Like, you know, I, on, I don't mind suck. them. The I, think, I think,
2: the helmets are beautiful. And I think that, listen, I would, I would, I would watch them in garbage bags if they were going 10 and six every season.
0: I think this era for the Jets is the same era that the Bucks went through when they had the orange Ooh. uniforms. Oh, those, the
2: creamsicles.
0: Those are great. But they were horrible with them, though. And at the time,
2: everybody thought they were ugly. And now look at them. Now everybody wants them back.
0: Yeah, I guess it goes in full circle. But that's a tr- tanking for Trevor rankings right now. Go Jets. I mean, I think, I don't even think we I need like to I like Washington.
1: A- I really do like Washington. I
0: don't even think we need to do another segment for this because I feel like six weeks from now, the Maybe Jets the are still going to be yeah. at the first pick.
2: They might not have a win by then. Yeah,
0: I don't think so. No.
2: I think they're going 0 1 twelve. If I was a betting man, I if I was a betting man, I would say I would rather bet money on them going on sixteen than winning a game. If Any was, game.
1: If I was one of those guys that put big money, I'd put the big money in the Jets. Getting Trevor Lawrence. That'd be Honey K, Jets. And Trevor I'm Lawrence. sure
2: Vegas has a line on that and I would bet oh, it would absolutely. say the same thing. They have a line on everything. Thing. And Vegas never loses.
0: <laughs> Talking Ooh. about the Jets getting a number one pick. The Browns' number one pick, Baker Mayfield, plays for the Browns. They got blown out by the Steelers on Sunday. I think it was like 38-7, to 7, right? 38-7. 38-7. to, 7. 38 to 7. Are you buying or selling the Browns as a threat? Not a Super Bowl contender, just a
2: threat. Which I means a playoff win, maybe two.
0: That's about it.
2: I want to buy Brown stock so bad. But every time I stake a claim to them, they embarrass me, and it's I picked them last week on our on our pick. So you picked the Browns. I picked the Browns over who the I, Steelers last who week. What did I pick? And I'm pretty Who's sure right you here? had the same reaction. I was here. I no, wasn't. No, we, we, we didn't we just do a All oh, right.
1: Okay. 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 When you were in Florida. Yeah. Yo, don't be saying that out loud, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I forgot. I would have picked the Steelers though. Damn. <laughs>
2: I just feel like every time, we th- every, every time we think they're headed in the right direction, they, they come out and they lay an egg like that. Granted, the Steelers are yeah, proving they- themselves to be a legit contender. I think
0: the Steelers are elite. I definitely
2: think they're elite.
0: I, I think they're elite.
2: Uh, they also didn't just lose to the Steelers. Like, they got embarrassed. 38-7, to 7, and Baker... Listen... You could you could say he was banged up. They were trying to make sure that he was healthy. He got benched in the second half. That cold, Big, cold but the hard game was true. over. Big Ben, yeah, Big yeah B- the game was over. But that's also not a great sign of trust in your rookie quarter, uh, not rookie quarter, a third year quarterback. I don't know. Kyle Shanahan did that last week at Jimmy G.
1: Big Ben is twenty four and two against the Cleveland Browns.
0: Yeah, the, the Browns have sucked throughout his whole tenure in the league. You know, it's the first year they actually started, I think, 3-0 and or 4 and 3-1, it was, it was 3-1, 3-1, I think. 3-1, yeah, yeah 3-1. that's the first time. I think, I think three-game. the
1: Browns are still getting the playoffs. Will they win a game? It always comes down to who they're going to play. I do like the Steelers, though. I think they're going to be the ones to win the division. And I feel like this game was just the Steelers just proving that they're the superior team. You know, their front seven dominated throughout the game. And we're starting to see that receiving core come into form. Chase Claypool, you got Juju, you got Deontay, uh, what's the dude's name, Johnson? Deontay Johnson. Yeah, so that you see this team starting to come into form. And this is, we saw a glimpse of this last year. The team was good, but they just didn't have a quarterback. And they still proved to be formidable and almost making the playoffs. And now Big Ben is showing that he still can play at a good level. Now they have a quarterback. Your defense is here. And now they're just showing what they would have shown last year, that they're still a really, really good team. And Cleveland is still young, has room to grow. And I think they'll still get in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll win a game. It just comes down to matchups. But I still think they'll get in, though.
0: With me, I think the Browns, this wasn't a testament to how good that they can be. It was just a bad game, and it happens sometimes. They were out. Wyatt Teller, the best offensive guard probably in the league. He's their best offensive lineman this year. They were out from him. Carl Joseph was out. Ronnie Harrison was out. Both of them. They're both safeties who've been really good this year. But also, people are forgetting That this is Kevin Stefanski's first year with the Browns, and this is Baker's first year with this offense. I hate people that say, "Oh wow!" I hate people that say Baker Mayfield has degressed; he's not developing. How do you expect him to develop? Third head
1: coach? Yeah,
0: yeah. You had Hugh Jackson, then they went to Freddie Kitchens later on. Oh no, they went to Greg Williams later on in the year. They signed Freddie Kitchens. Technically, technically his fourth head coach. Mm. They signed Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens was the coach for one year. He was horrible. He didn't develop ba- Baker at all in his second year. To me, this year is basically Baker's second year that he's had a chance right. at yeah. an actual functional functional organization. His and rookie four and two. year, his his rookie year they were amazing. Yeah, they're four and two, but Baker hasn't played well. Like, I don't yeah. think he's played well. But he hasn't played enough. well, and
1: they're still four and two. So yeah. if he gets it going, then they can still and credit to he played a really great two out of defense. the five
0: games. Two out of the five games they've played. Baker has had no turnovers. Three of the games, like three mm-hmm. of the five games they played, he's had a turnover. And I think against the Colts, he had two picks. Um, and yesterday he had two picks. So he's hasn't been playing well. But that I think that's more of a bright side for the Browns than yeah, it is absolutely. a downside because Baker Mayfield has a potential to play well. And it's their first year in the offense. Their f- next four games are going to be pretty tough though because you got the Bengals, which I don't think it's that's no, a kickball. No They'll win that, but I don't think it's a cakewalk. They have the Raiders, which is hard. The Texans have, are going to always play well. Especially without Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. But even with Bill, I, Texans are one of those teams that always have a chance if it's not against an elite team. Right. Like If it's not against one of the Chiefs or the Ravens, they're always going to be in the game. The Eagles, the Jaguars, and the Titans. That's
1: no cakewalk. Philly.
2: Yeah, the only easy games they have left all season are – Jacksonville and then the two New York teams. But then they also have Baltimore again to end the season. They have or I'm sorry, Pittsburgh again to end the season. They have Baltimore. They have like you just mentioned that whole stretch with Billy, Houston, Las Vegas, Cincinnati. Like none of those games are going to be easy games. So I am oh, we, I, uh, I agree with you. Like I'm not <clears throat> I'm not at all giving up on Baker Mayfield yet. I just think it's going to be a very tough time for them to get into the playoffs this year because I think that the Steelers and Ravens are two of the best teams in the league and they're in the same division. And then beyond uh, so that's gonna take up a wild card spot. What, seven, one of those teams seven is gonna get get, now. Yeah, one of those two teams is gonna get a wild card spot. And then you look around the league, it's starting to look like the AFC South might produce a wild card spot with, with the, the Titans and the Colts.
0: That's
1: two that's three wild cards.
0: Um, the I think the last wild card spot will be between the Raiders, Colts, and Browns. What it's or, looking like uh, one of those matchups, I, I think had, the
1: Browns, I had, I had Browns, it. Colts, Ravens running the last three spots.
2: Do you think the Patriots or Dolphins could make a a late run at it? Just strictly speaking, divisionally, Patriots I think can. I have a question for you two young fellas
1: because uh, we were talking about um on Friday how the Titans uh, people you guys thought they were the second best team in the league. Do you think the Steelers in, the AFC. in the AFC? Do you think the Steelers could possibly be in that conversation now that we see them play the Browns? I think, that, both I think teams. no doubt both they're in the conversation. Both have, teams haven't played anybody good. They probably played, like, they Titans played the Bills. That was their first test. I actually test. think
2: the Steelers are all the second-best team in the think AFC. the Steelers? Uh, well, I think, uh, undoubtedly, the Chiefs are the best team in oh, the no, we Oh, no, that wasn't even the question. So, so that's number one. I would and say those three teams are like the you top you three, three right have, now. You kind of have, like, a, a three-dog race, or a four-dog race, really, for the two-spot. And they play soon, too. I would say three. The Titans, the Steelers, and the Ravens you can make the case for. The Bills have an outside shot, but two, two two weeks in a row now, the Bills have played a legit team and have not looked good.
1: That same team, the Chiefs, they played the Chiefs well. It was a good game. Chiefs dominated the Ravens on Monday night. Yeah. Dominated them.
2: The Ravens have all, always had problems with the Chiefs, though. I'm I've, With me, I'm not holding that against the Ravens. With me, I feel like the Browns, when they face the Steelers
0: and the Ravens again, is when I'll make a better yeah. guess about them. Steals because the we we've seen too. it, we've seen it. The Jets back when they were good, when we got blown out by the Patriots, mm-hmm. and then in the playoffs we beat them. I think it's all oh, you're about about ten years ago. Yeah, it's it's all about matchups and schematics exactly. to me. So Kevin Stefanski, this is his first time seeing their scheme. He's probably going to adjust next game, and that's what I want to look forward to. It's I, just
2: one game for me. Yeah, and I think that just speaking on the number number two team in the AFC, I think the Titans will look maybe the strongest in the AFC to finish the season because their division, I think, is the weakest, except maybe the Bills, and I think that the Bills have set themselves back with their last two losses. But speaking on the Browns, I think that they can be a playoff team this year. I don't know if they'll be a real contender just because, like you mentioned, Stefanski's first year. Baker's first year with him. And the biggest thing that concerns me with the Browns, especially after a tough loss to the Steelers, it they have an explosive situation there. A lot of egos with, you know, Odell, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, and you've seen problems there before. And I feel like every week we're talking about a new, you know, is Odell Beckham gonna want to trade? I'm not in the locker room. I can't say how much of an issue that is, but you know, it, it can be a problem moving forward if they have more tough losses like this. And I know there there was talk about Odell not being happy with his targets on Sunday. And, yeah, he, I mean, know.
1: Steelers next six is Titans, Ravens, Cowboys, Bengals, Jaguars, and then Ravens again. So I think these next three games are really tell us what the Steelers are really about. That Titans game I think is gonna be really interesting. Both teams are undefeated. So we're, we're gonna really see what the Steelers are, how they're gonna compete. Against the Titans and the Ravens,
0: but to answer the question, am I buying or selling the stock on the Browns? I've already was holding it, and I'm gonna still hold it. I'm not buying it. I'm not gonna buy more of it. I'm not gonna sit here and praise the browns. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and bash them either. I'm I've kinda been, i am kind of mutually. I've
2: been a believer on the browns, like I think that even if it's not this year, they can be a really good team with this core, but like you said i'm not I'm not getting any overly any more overly excited for them. Mm-hmm but I'm also not going to stop believing in them. I definitely think that they can, like, I don't think the nail is in the coffin on them this year just because they lost one game to the Steelers. I still think they, they could finish strong here, but I think that, you know, I know we, I feel like we say this about every team, but these next few weeks are really going to tell us a lot about who they are as a team. And Stefanski as a coach, is he going to be able to write the ship after a tough loss? I think that that's such an important thing for a young head coach to overcome.
1: And I agree with you. All. I'm not, buying anymore. I'm not going to I'm neutral right now. I still think they're going to make the wild card.
2: If if I had to say one or the other, I would probably sell, though. On this season. On Mm. this season. For the rest of this year, if I had to go one way or the other, I would sell just because there are more ingredients that tell me things would go wrong than to tell me they would go right. That doesn't mean that I don't believe they can turn it around. The brown ceiling to me is winning
0: one playoff game. Depending on a matchup, I think if they can, if they face the Bills, they can, they can beat win. them.
2: Yeah. yeah, and and I don't think that that's a knock on the Browns as or the much Raiders as are one of those teams. As much as it's to say <clears throat> that the AFC has been really good this year, and you know, five out of the seven teams that make the playoffs in the AFC are going to be legitimate title contenders. It's just that. All of them are going to have to go through the Chiefs, who so I think we all yeah. agree are the best team If the, the Browns
0: have to face the Chiefs, it's over. the Steelers, or Ravens, I think they lose. But I think they match up well with the Titans. They match up well with the Bills and any other team that is fighting for a wild card spot in the in the AMC. I think they match up well with all of them. I agree. The next couple of weeks, going to tell us a lot about the Browns, the team that's in that same boat is the Chicago Bears. Fool's Gold is the name of this topic. You name that. Don't, don't
1: try to make it seem like we all agree are to that. Fool,
0: are they fools gold or are they Foals gold? Fools gold <laughs> means they're for real. Please tell
1: them you made that up. <laughs> don't try to make it seem like we did that together. That was a you uh,
0: thing. And these and their next five games are the Rams, Saints, Titans, Titans Vikings, and Packers. So in the next five weeks, we're going to realize if they're really foe's gold or are <laughs> they not? And well, well, I we think all know what you think. Though. Yeah, I we think, know what you think. I think they're. I think they're foals gold. It's and if you look at the stat sheet and you because one of, probably one of you guys' argument is going to talk to me about his stats and that stuff sheet, how I they're wasn't. subpar. I know they're not over the top. They're not electric, and I feel that's more due to Matt Nagy than it is to Nick Foles. Matt Nagy came in as a great offensive mind, right? But I think he's really underperformed and disappointed, and he actually almost cost them the game yesterday. I mean, Matt Nagy, okay. His first year in Chicago, in 2018, they were ninth in offense. Right. Very next year, they were 29th in offense. And now this year, they're 27th in offense. So he's one of the bottom 20th. The Bears are one of the bottom 20th offensive teams, even though they have an offensive head coach. And last year, the blame was all on Mitchell Trubisky, right? But in in 2018, Mitch made the Pro Bowl, and Matt Nagy got all the credit. Mm -hmm. And in 2019... Mitch deg- regresses, and it's all on Mitch, and it has nothing to do with coach, and I feel like that's a little sketchy. I'm not a believer in Mitch, but I think Matt Nagy deserves some blame here for these for these offensive numbers not looking that good. But I'm a believer in the Bears, and I'm a believer in Nick Foles. I'm a believer in the Bears, one, because they have an elite defense. They're in six in points allowed, first in touchdowns allowed, the best defense in the red zone, and they're the second best defense on third down. So the defense gets off the field a lot. And I'm a believer in Foles because he's a motivational speaker. He's a guy that I'd hire if I was on my last breath about to jump off a bridge to come talk to me and talk me out of it. That's the kind of guy Nick Foles is. He's a leader. Hell? He's a leader, and I feel like he's very inspiring. And that's, I think it rubs off on the whole team. So I think the Bears are for real. And I really like the young players. Part of the reason they're so good on defense is because of rookie rookie uh, Jalen Johnson opposite of uh, Kyle Fuller. He's a really good corner. He's gonna be a he's a one of the best young corners in the league already as a rookie. And a lot of teams have been trying to try him. And he's been making them pay for it. And then the rookie on offense, Darnell Mooney. He was a fifth round pick, wide receiver. He's really fast. He's really good. And the Bears have a bunch of deep threats. Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson, and Anthony Miller. Mitchell Trubisky couldn't take advantage of them, but Nick Foles can. So I think I'm definitely sold on the Bears. And right now, they're first in the NFC North. So now the Packers are playing catch up, not the Bears. They don't have the same record? Oh, yeah. I think they do have the same record, but I think the Bears are first.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you want to go?
0: I
2: actually, I like. I, him. I agree
1: with every, everything you said, honestly. Oh, no, the like, Packers
2: are 4 and 1. They had a buy. Oh, okay. I like <sighs> Nick Foles a lot. And I think that what you said about him being like a motivational speaker and a great leader is the most true thing that you said like that is the that is what i think he has the most going for it you sent it to me through text yeah.
0: it's hard not to like the guy
2: yeah exactly especially if you're an eagles
0: fan if i was the eagles fan i would love him and if, i would never bash him at all if you haven't seen it
2: i would encourage you to go was watch. that like a sub or something like what's wrong with you if you haven't seen it i would encourage you to go watch his press conference from yesterday after their win um and some of the things he said, it's just like you re- you watch it and it's like it it's hard to imagine being in the locker room with him and not wanting to go out and, and play a football game with him. Like even He is with a his, great leader. Even
0: with his Christian rap and a lot of his <laughs> soft <laughs> music, yeah. That's his choice of music. Really? <laughs> yeah. What the, wow. He, Gospel he, and Christian rap. He really wow.
2: seems like a great guy. He's had it, such a tough journey. And so seeing him in a position to succeed, it's hard not to root for him. I think that the best thing that the Bears have going for them, even though the segment is called Fall Fall Falls Gold, is their defense. Is their defense because they have so many great pieces on that defense. I mean, you go down the list. Eddie Jackson is one of the better safeties in the league. Khalil Mack is Khalil
1: Mack. You don't have to say he's Khalil he Mack. <laughs> hey, he's
2: one of, one of the best players in the NFL. Forget defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have a great linebacker duo. They have a great safety duo. Like, I feel like everywhere around the field, you mentioned the cornerbacks, I feel like everywhere around the field, they have playmakers and difference makers. And that's what's really going to keep them in any game, I think. And, you know, the one thing that scares me about them is that they haven't played anybody. They beat the, they beat the Bucks. I feel like we say that about every team. It, it does seem like that, it's, yeah. Because we're only
0: six six weeks yeah. into the season, so yeah. you don't know who now in is. Yet. Now we're getting into the into
2: the climax yeah, of the season.
1: Of oh man, they, uh,
2: they had that big win over the Bucks, which well, not a huge big one. Word. They beat them. They beat them by one, but big. I mean, and like that was big for them because that was the the real team that they've beat so far. Other than that, they had the Falcons, the Giants, the Lions, who they should have lost to, and the Panthers. None of those are are really great wins that stand out. The Bucs was their resume builder and a loss to the Colts, which is tough.
1: Mitchell Trubisky should have lost to the Lions, not Nick Foles, right?
2: Fair, fair. Right, okay. And now they're getting into the thick of it. You mentioned. Now they got the Rams, the Saints, the Titans, and then the Vikings who are struggling, but it's still going to be a tough
0: game. And I say what I say about Nick Foles and the Philly comparison because we remember in 2015, Ryan Fitzpatrick's amazing season with the Jets. I think he still holds the record for oh, most with touchdowns the to season. Yeah, the most touchdowns thrown by my Jets quarterback. Even though we didn't make the playoffs, we appreciate that year from him. And You're never going to hear any bashing coming from a Jets fan outside of that week 17 game.
1: He threw six interceptions if, one time. If Fitzpatrick
0: were to bring us to the playoffs, we'd be forever grateful. Imagine the quarterback bringing us to the Super Bowl. Did that that's something I Nick Foles. If I was a Knicks fan, if I was an Eagles fan. I would always praise him. Nothing ever. I'd never say anything bad about Nick Foles. I'm just gonna let Especially you guys Especially out this. dueling
2: Tom Brady. Wow. My last word is I will say I think that they are Foles Gold. Moving forward, I would Until. I would buy stock in them if there was the option. Riv, the floor is yours. Foles gold. I was
1: literally gonna agree with you. And then you started talking crazy. Foles,
2: Foles Gold, Foles Ruby,
0: Foles Sapphire. I'm going <laughs> Foles everything.
1: Nah, I I agree with you. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to buy my stock into Foles Gold here because I like what what they're doing. I like, and you mentioned it, leadership, championship, pedigree, experience. Nick Foles has things, the intangibles that Mitchell Trubisky just doesn't have. He has all that. He's not the best. He's not going to be the best thrower. He's not going to be the best player on any, but he has the leadership and the experience. They have a number one receiver, Allen Robinson, who since Nick Foles has has stepped in, he's been playing really well. That defense has been amazing. So I'm going to buy stock because I feel like with an elite defense, you have a game manager who's never really going to lose you a game. You have an elite number one. You have guys who are going to play for him. You can pick the Bears to beat almost any team on any given night. So I'm going to go ahead and throw some money in there. Foles go. But
0: that title of game manager, I don't like it. Why? Because... Alex Smith, to me, he's, I think play. I think quarterbacks. I think him. quarterbacks that get labeled game managers are quarterbacks that play safe, conservative, safe and conservative. I don't think that's Nick Foles' game. I, I don't wouldn't think say, it's an insult. It's a,
1: it's a, it's a, I don't, I think, I don't it's, think he's I think safe it's and Guys who like, like you wouldn't call Kyler Murray or like Lamar Jackson game manager because they're gonna do something like out of walk. Yeah, in I the don't game. think I don't. Well, think a bad thing, though.
0: Kyler Murray. I have not seen that from him. To do something out of, just to win the team a game. He's been Maybe he's con- done it a couple times. Been but been just, How do cont- you, you, a- you
1: go from a couple times to I've never seen him do it?
0: Because last year they weren't very good, and this year they've kind of been un- underwhelming. They're on the losing streak right now.
1: So, But what's wrong with well, being called the game manager?
0: Before, after winning to the Jets. But okay. What's
1: wrong with me being called to- a game manager?
2: No, I, I don't think Nick Foles is one. I, I don't think it's an insult, but I also don't think that Nick Foles is going to win you a game. I,
0: think I don't he think can. he's gonna light it up on the scoreboard. Nick Foles has shown more to win a game than Kyler Murray has shown to win a game.
1: Well, one guy's been here for like eight years. So another guy's in year two.
0: No, but I'm just saying. But you said Kyler Murray because you're not I'd gonna like, see. I like. I like to see you name more players. you okay.
1: Oh, that wow. are actually All right. You
0: know, here even a guy even a guy like, years under their you belt. Would,
1: okay. Okay, let me let me give you an example. Um, you're not gonna see Nick Foles get sacked. You're not gonna see Nick Foles throw a a. A, a pass that's like, oh my god, that's like top ten pass I've ever seen. That's not you're not gonna see him do that ever in life. Like that's just not a Nick Foles thing. I I get what he's what? trying to that's, say. That, I that's get that's, what he's that's not, not say. a Nick Foles thing. Like he's it not doesn't gonna mean a like, he's not
0: mean a game manager. It's hard but to he put it a game into manager work. But did you see his throws against Atlanta? They look pretty top ten to me. No, they didn't look. top You 10 should have 10 seen him. him. You should have seen the throws. He's a game manager. And his
2: comeback versus Atlanta, those are some top ten throws. I think he's a really good quarterback, but I don't think he's anything more than that. Like I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think yeah. he's a great leader who is also a really good quarterback which trans- has translated to wins. And I think that the biggest impact that he's made has been as a leader and managing the offense because you look you know, at it, it feels like just yesterday we were talking about Allen Robinson wanting a trade out of Chicago when Trubisky was playing quarterback because
0: of contract situations though. They didn't want to extend him. You ain't talking
2: about it no more. So you exactly. sure you sure it was? I have, that? I haven't heard a word about you it. You ain't talking about Nick it no more. They're winning. And, uh-huh. and he's been playing well too. And, and look at Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, you didn't hear a word from him the first two weeks of the season, and now he's almost looking like revitalized with Nick Fall as a quarterback. Alan Al, Allen Robinson has looked great. Jimmy Graham has looked great. And even the offense without Tariq Cohen, who was their lead back, has looked really good. Tariq is out for the year. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so bro? even even with him missing the year or you know, being out for the year now, the offense losing their most explosive piece, in my opinion, has looked better than it did with him. And I think that Nick Foles... I guess.
0: I think Tariq Cohen hasn't been Tariq Cohen since 2018. That's Last fair. year, he wasn't that good.
2: That's fair. But, That's fair but say. I
0: say, I don't think Nick Foles is just a good quarterback and not anything more than that. I think if we're going on a scale of like 100%, I think Nick Foles is a good quarterback seventy percent of the time, and that other thirty percent, he's a great quarterback and he turns it up. And I think we've seen that throughout his career. Are you
1: talking about in his numbers? I hope that's not what you're talking about.
0: Is winning his numbers saying he never plays bad? Well, yeah, he has some bad games, but (laughs) I think even his bad games aren't aren't eye-popping bad and just but but has he? he oh wait, wait, Okay, this year, has he had you a— you mentioned wait, wait, the wait, playoff this year. game against Atlanta, He did, but he played a clean game against Atlanta.
1: He played a game-managing game. Managing
0: game. I'll say, That's I'll not say a this. bad game. That's not well, a great I, we, game. I never, a good but game.
1: I never said he it was bad, being a game-manager. You took it to a No, no, no.
0: But the day that we had that argument, you said that was a bad game for it, him. Did you watch him? Yeah, I did. He played a clean game.
2: Just Sometimes as, you got to give credit to the defense. I think you are just as likely to see him have a bad game or lose you a game than you are to see him have a great game and win you a game. I don't think so. That's not just Nick, my Not opinion. from Nick Foles. I think
1: he is like... Has he had an eye-popping game this year?
2: Atlanta statistically,
1: in the fourth quarter. Statist- no, that's Atlanta not what I, you. St- statistically. A- three I of- mean.
2: Statistically, the I mean, statistics against Atlanta are, are really great. The three of us could have an eye popping game against
1: you're Atlanta. Talk about the team that the blows leads consistently. That's what you're talking about, Atlanta.
0: Mitchell didn't have an eye popping game against them. It's clear, Nick Foles. Kirk is Cousins than didn't just this week, just yesterday.
1: Nick I- Foles is better than both of them.
2: I've been selling Kirk Cousins stocks.
1: I feel like you took this game manager thing to the heart. Not nah, because I don't it,
2: think he's a game manager.
0: I just I, when I think of the
1: definition of game managers, I had to look it up real quick. Just game to manager sure I is
0: safe and conservative. That's what I'm, it I'm means. gonna when read. You it. think can about I, can game Can I read? Can I read it? You think of Jimmy? Can G. I read it?
1: Why is he not, Can I read it? Yeah, read it. In American football, <laughs> a game manager is a quarterback who, despite pedestrian individual statistics, Nick Foles, such as passing yards and touchdowns, Nick Foles. Also maintains low numbers of mistakes, Nick Foles, such so as interceptions and fumbles. Game managers often benefit from strong defenses, Nick Foles, and rushing offenses on their team. Nick Foles.
0: What quarterback doesn't that's that's a great quarterback right now that you consider top five? Doesn't have a strong rushing nor a strong defense. Yeah, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Great receivers.
2: You, could, you but could but that's not that's, that's not what you just asked. About that's about not what AC you just and asked. And they
0: have a pretty good running game and actually last year this is the first year this is let Wilson loose. Wait, but are you going to sit here and tell us Russell is not elite? No, I'm not saying that. But oh. what I'm saying is that every quarterback needs to have people around well, wait, wait, him wait, wait, in order but, to be successful. But does Russell Wilson game throw manager wait, wait, But
1: does Russell Wilson throw pedestrian statistics?
0: No, he doesn't. Oh, okay, Patrick, Patrick But I'm Mahomes, not I'm not trying Lamar to but, I, but I'm just saying what quarterback is in a bad situation and putting up eye-popping numbers. No quarterback. Lamar Jackson has an elite running game, an elite defense. He is the running game.
1: Literally. Don't don't do it. Yeah, he 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 is. is, He is.
0: But they feed off of him, and a lot of players do. The scheme is the the real MVP of that offense. Patrick Mahomes didn't
1: have a great rushing offense last year.
0: They had a great defense to end the year. I, that's why they end the year,
1: they, but it wasn't a consistent defense throughout. the In the, the playoffs, year. it was. Yeah, but the,
0: the reason they made the Super Bowl is because their defense was number one in a lot of categories to end off the year.
1: Absolutely, but the, their offense is their bread and butter.
2: I I just other quarterbacks, I,
0: but they have something elite going on for them on their team. I think that you are taking the game manager, tag and they have as an elite negative. offensive line. No, I'm not taking it as negative, but to you me, a to me, a game manager is somebody who's safe and conservative, who's somebody that doesn't make <clears throat> plays to win you games. I think Nick Foles does make plays to win you games. He definitely does, and he definitely has shown it before. He outdoed uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl think, against a uh, Bill think, Belichick defense.
1: I think he's more likely to play it safe than to make plays to win you the game. That's why I would call him a game manager.
2: I think he lands more on the the right side of the bell curve of game manager, but I still think he falls in that middle category. Like I the think difference, I the think he's more likely to win you a game than lose you a game. The difference I don't think, we he won't, I don't
1: think he'll lose you a game the ever. The difference
0: we can't say that about foals definitively is because game managers throughout their careers have not won the big one. And they've been the reason they have not won the wait, big wait, wait, one. Wait, wait, wait. Nick Foles has won and is wait, a Super wait, 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 World MVP. Wait wait. wait, wait. You call
1: Jimmy G a, a game manager, right?
0: I think he is, yeah.
1: Jimmy G has, a, you know, he's he's won a lot of games last year. Like a lot of games in the what fourth quarter. What happened
0: in the playoffs? playoffs he went he to the Super Bowl.
1: But he went to the Super Bowl. You talk about winning but the big one. He past, went there. Look
0: at his past attempts throughout every single playoff game and in the Super Bowl. So now you're going to statistics. he still got there, though. He got there because of the running game and an elite defense. And you which can make, is, you is, can make an that, argument. That You can make that case for Nick case Foles right now. They, have, a, the they Foles,
1: have an too. elite defense. Yeah, but, he, hasn't in been the, playing but great.
0: he has shown and in Philly. that he's had that it factor in Philly. He's shown it in Philly had a
1: great rushing offense and a and strong defense. defense.
0: Every team that wins is going to have a strong something. That's why they win. But but, but wait 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 wait, wait
1: wait wait wait. But wait, I'm saying wait, he wait. W- he
0: wasn't a game manager in that playoff run. You're talking he about definitely a, a, wasn't. A, a, it, we're not saying Nick Nick Foles can have a game, but on the consistency. Well, season, he had a couple games, but on a consistent season basis,
1: are you really going to sit here and say, "Oh, he's going to win me a game every given night"?
0: No, he is not. not every quarterback is going to win you a game every is, given night. That's why there's is, only a few quarterbacks that have fourth quarter comebacks and game winning drives. You just literally, literally yeah.
1: tried to compare him to Russell Wilson. Though. Let me say,
2: I this. didn't compare it to Russell Wilson. Let me say this: he is. I'll I'll take off the game manager tag, but he's not a franchise quarterback. Wait, what the hell? When
0: did I compare him
2: to Russell Wilson? I never compared him to what Russell Wilson. Pardon
0: me, pardon me, pardon me. Okay. No, I never compared him to Russell Wilson. I'm just saying every quarterback that's elite has a, an elite something. Russell Wilson, elite receiving core. Ru- actually, I'll be uh, honest. His uh, receiving uh, core is elite. But really I'm gonna also be honest. DK Metcalf is probably a top five wide receiver right now. Yeah, I'm talking about right but now. But last means, year, no, la, last year. But they had a good running game. Russell Wilson is probably the only quarterback in the league that has been working with the least amount of pieces and has been able to win. But Russell Wilson is in a league of his own. Patrick Mahomes is too. But even Patrick Mahomes, an elite player, but caller. you're forgetting
1: the other part of the other part of the definition. Pedestrian individual statistics. Like you just like disregarded that part. Those guys you keep naming. Nick Foles can be put in those same situations. He will never put up the stats they put up ever.
0: Do you think Dak Prescott is a game manager?
2: No, but I also don't think that he he has won them games this year. Like he has bailed out there. Yeah, I don't think he's before a getting injured. He bailed out that defense. A lot of people. The times. reason
0: why people didn't want
2: Dak to get paid in Dallas is because they labeled him as a game manager. Well, I didn't want Dak to get paid in Dallas, but. That's also because he was asking for, like, $40 million a year, which but I think is outrageous. But also is because
0: <laughs> we know that, like, Dak is labeled that because he doesn't win games like these elite quarterbacks, right? I don't I don't think that – I think he's borderline in like that Like, Kirk Cousins is, is, to me, kind of like that borderline game manager. I don't think Nick Foles – Nick Foles, the thing that's different with Nick Foles, he's a really unique situation, because he's won, and he's propelled his game in those big moments. I think that Kirk That's Cousins— That's why those
2: situations are different. I think that Kirk Cousins is the anti-Nick Foles, though. Like, I think that Kirk Cousins is more of a game manager who will be more likely to lose you a game than win you a game. But Kirk Cousins has great statistics throughout his career. But he's also lost—he's lost his team a bunch of games. Like, he has had performances where he is the reason his team lost. But you could also say that
0: team that quarterbacks that play conservative, even though they don't have turnovers, they still make their teams lose because they're not aggressive.
2: That's true. That's fair.
0: That that's why Nick Foles to me is in a unique situation because he's won.
2: Do you think that he's an elite quarterback, Nick Foles? Yes,
0: the highest of his highs. Yes, but you know if we're talking about uh, if we're just talking about him, we're just talking about like on a consistent basis, he's a good quarterback. Yeah, but on the highest of his highs. He's probably one of the best quarterbacks the highest, in playoff history. The,
2: the highest of his highs was three games, though. That's all it. I'm takes sorry, that the was like
1: four years ago. Can you like talk about something consistent?
0: That's all it takes to win a Super Bowl: win those games, and that's what he did. That's what I'm saying. Nick Foles is in a unique situation. I mean, <clears throat>
1: that's fair.
2: I just think, think I I don't think he's the same guy that he was four years ago. And I think that that run was magical. That run he because he was magical.
1: So you're just going to disregard the defense?
2: Everybody
0: played well, but the quarterback is what gets it done at the end of the day. And he outdo it.
1: Okay. So what has he done since then?
0: Well since then can I'm, you
1: name me another cuz you 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 keep naming the same well, since game. since then... No, wait wait let me you keep naming the same game. Cuz that's what he game. has on his resume. So
0: can I you name me can you is. can you name me another game off but the top of your But it's one of, of the biggest things that you can have on your resume. Well, what else? But, but what does else? He have Since then. You can you can't even name me another game on top of your head.
2: Gardner Minshew started
0: over him in Jacksonville cuz he got cuz on cuz Nick Foles threw a touchdown in his first play of the game and he got a shoulder injury and he never made it back. Cuz Gardner it shows me played well in the first four games. They brought Nick Foles back but he never got into a rhythm. He flopped in Jacksonville. I can't deny that. But in Philadelphia, they wanted to go with Carson Wentz, and that's you know great for them because they paid him a lot of money.
1: He flopped in St. Louis, too. Don't forget that.
0: St. Louis. I was with Jeff Fisher coaching. Jeff Fisher's one of the, probably the worst coaches in football. That's fair. So, you know, when I see it, in, in Philadelphia, he had a great season with Chip Kelly. Probably like a really oh, top quarterback season with Chip Kelly, 20, twenty-seven and two. Doug Peterson, he had a great playoff run, but we knew he wasn't going to start because Carson Wentz was the franchise guy and gained the money. So we never. It, Nick Foles is just in a weird situation because he was never given a chance to have the keys to a franchise. Do you think? And I don't be, think it's not that he, because he's not good enough. I think it's because guy. he's been put in really weird situations.
2: You think like he's good Philly, enough to be a franchise guy? If they or build at least around him, was.
0: yet he, I think he was. He was, he what, was. Were what you talking about when he twenty
2: four thirteen? I think if that's the year, I think I think if anybody had given him a chance to be the franchise guy, it could have ended very Kirk Cousins esque with the Vikings, where things listen Jack, did not go <laughs> the year
0: the year that KC went on like a five year playoff run when they got Andy Reid and Alex Smith. Alex Smith was KC's franchise guy for for a couple years, and he played really well. But you what don't they think do, Nick, you don't. I know I they didn't Nick do nothing. Just like Alex Smith. They didn't do nothing, right? In the playoffs, they didn't do nothing. But in, you man. don't think that Nick Foles, given that type of situation, can lead a team to the playoffs five straight years in a row? The playoffs, sure.
1: What else is he going to do? In, in, in but a, what, there's a, a lot of quarterbacks that, that don't
0: win, though. So I'm not placing all of that on him. But Nick Foles has won. So that's why I'm saw. saying that's the difference between so wait, 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 a wait. game manager like Alex so, so Smith wait. and Nick Foles. Like Nick uh, Foles so wait, has won. He's
1: not going to win. So you're not going to place the blame on him. He wins and then he gets all the blame. It's like forget the other, forget the team, right? That's what you're telling What me. are you saying? You I just said you just said if he doesn't win you're not you're
0: not going to place all the
1: blame no, on No, I him. didn't
0: say that. You just said that. I didn't you, say place a blame. I didn't say that.
1: No, you said if he doesn't win you're not going to put all the blame on the quarterback cuz that's not that's not how you're going to do it. But if he wins.
0: Did I say that sentence? I don't think I said that sentence. But I if think he, you said something along the no, lines. No, I didn't. No,
1: you really just said that. No, but if he wins though, it's like, oh, Nick Foles did it. Nick Foles, Nick Foles. He's the guy, he's the guy.
0: No, I didn't say that. I'm saying if you put Nick Foles in a situation like KC, he'll get you to the playoffs. And if he wins or not, it's still to be determined because he won in Philly. So he's shown he can do it. That's the difference between a guy like Alex Smith and Nick Foles. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is that Nick Foles has something on his resume that shows he can do it.
1: Put some knowledge on that Philly. He didn't start the season... Got them to where yeah. they got them and then won the whole thing. No. You got to take he ju- that He jumped in late when we were already on fire and the team was already on a roll. Stop saying he did all this. That He didn't start them 11 and you 2. He didn't know. do that. You I do get know. it. No. He no, no, played no, no, no. amazing. I'm going to tell you something else. But stop making it seem like he jumped in and they went 11 and 2 or they went whatever we were, like 13, I think, something like that, because of him. No, he didn't. He, there's a reason he didn't start that year. He wasn't better than our starting quarterback. Our starting quarterback was going to win the MVP. He gets hurt, not the Super he, Bowl. Nick Foles comes. He, he Nick Foles he gets wasn't. in. It's not that good. Doesn't matter. Whatever you're gonna say doesn't even matter. We'll never know. Nick Foles I'm just jumps saying, in late. Stop making it seem like he did all that. Like he got he us did, that he whole threw season. Five
0: hundred yards in the in the Super Bowl. Yes, I get that against bro. a Bill Belichick defense. You know how crazy that is.
2: But I what? Do, you do also have to take into consideration the context that he was placed. You guys also a, have
0: to take into consideration that Michael that. Michael Bennett. What the... F- Michael Bennett, the, the player that played right in for the Philadelphia Eagles during that whole dilemma, has went on multiple podcasts and shows and said that Nick Foles was better than Carson Wentz. I put little
2: to no stock into what Michael Bennett but has you, to say. What, like, Either are the say, Bennett brothers. Who, who cares? Neither are the Bennett like, brothers. I don't, like, what are you telling I, us that for?
0: I don't listen to that. I bet you Bennett players in the locker room said. felt the same way. They felt Nick Foles was better. But they knew the team was going to go with Carson Wentz because of politics.
1: And you've been up here and literally said Carson Wentz is more talented than Nick Foles. You know you've been up here and you've said that. No, he is more so talented. Then what do you say? But who,
2: who gets the job done? is Nick Foles. It That's wasn't politics. Job done. Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate. Carson Wentz would have been the MVP if he, he didn't get t- hurt that Jack, year. Jack, I don't know what since since he's talking Carson about. Since Carson Wentz's back
0: injury, he's been pedestrian. And what has Nick and his has been that pedestrian. has a lot to do with the injury. Wait a minute.
1: Since Nick Foles' Super Bowl run, what has he been? Pedestrian. He hasn't
0: gotten a chance to play. Why is now that? Offense to tell me to why. Why does he not get the chance? I want you to tell me why. Because if well, he's this great Philly, quarterback, was, like you know. In Philly, it was politics. But he did get a chance to play late in the season at the next year. And they they, they could have beat the Saints if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't drop a pass. We all know it. It was not. It could have been in it back to, they could have gone to the NFC Championship. The year after they made the Super Bowl, it was and it was because of Nick Foles. It was not politics. Carson
2: Wentz was is politics. a better quarterback. He was the MVP of the league he before to say he politics. Got hurt.
0: I'm taking Foles, man. I think it's politics. We know you're that speaking with your heart, league, right now. the league runs on politics, man. And Carson Wentz now
1: the league runs on politics.
0: You sound like if diary. you're playing, man. If you're playing, if you're paying a player a hundred million, we didn't pay him yet,
1: bro. You got to stop saying that. We yeah, didn't pay him. You paid yeah.
0: him in the offseason that y'all won the Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: but we didn't. You Stop saying it as if we didn't pay him yet, bro. They we paid, did pay him. We didn't pay him until after we won. The, we watched Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. And we paid still him. paid him. You know what that means? That means we know for a fact Nick Foles in a full season, if he's healthy, he's not going to do what Carson Wentz does because he's no, not better than him. not
0: really. That just means that,
1: what? What does wow, it mean?
0: this Nick Foles guy just drained Carson Wentz's entire confidence, and we need to find a way – to to show Carson Wentz, this is his team, no matter what. So we're going to give him one hundred million dollars. We were and starting, how has that turned we were, out for you guys? We were, zero playoff. We were starting Sam Bradford over Nick Foles. Zero
1: We were starting Sam Bradford over Nick Foles. Sam Bradford
0: had a good year, man. Like, come on, <laughs> he like, was come he wasn't on, not bad. Like, this, he was a first overall pick. He, he was pretty good. He he was when he when he, wasn't hurt, Carson, he was in Carson Wentz good. was Carson Wentz was a, a top three pick. He was a second overall pick, same as Mitchell
2: Trubisky. And look where they're both at now. Uh, but, but when Sam Bradford comes up, he was the first overall. Wentz has pick. zero
0: playoff wins, man. I don't want him in the same conversation as Nick Foles until he gets a playoff win. And if he even makes a playoffs this year. Until Carson Wentz gets a playoff win, put him in the same conversation with Foles Gold. Right now, Carson Wentz is just silver. That's what he is. That's He's gold plated. That's crazy. He's gold plated. I can't He's get it. He's not real that. gold. He's not real gold. He's pretender. That's what he is. <laughs> That's what he is. Just He's being a bad
2: team.
1: I stopped listening. Just
2: being honest. The defense is really good. They were really good. The defense is solid, but what is his offense? Miles Sanders underperformed. Uh, injuries on the offensive line. What wide receivers does he have? Travis The Offensive Cole line him. just got injured. To begin a year,
0: they were really good. They were really good protecting Wentz, and they lost games because of Wentz. Huh? In the first couple of weeks, Wentz was the worst graded quarterback in the league.
1: Oh, but you know, Lane Johnson was in and out of the lineup. It was only J- – Jason Kelsey He's the only one that's been there consistently.
0: Those aren't the only players that are playing on your offensive line. I Wood. get it,
1: but if the Pro Bowl, the, if the Pro Bowl guys aren't
0: those there – Those are the two
2: those, difference makers on the line. That matters. Yeah, but even
0: without the Pro Bowl guys, you guys are one of the better offensive lines in the league, even without them. That's what I'm saying.
2: And he also doesn't have any weapons. I, I don't know. I think that it's hard to – I don't even know why you listen I, to it. I him. think you're placing <laughs> way too much of the blame on him for what's happening in Philadelphia. I'm not facing the blame. I'm just saying Nick Foles Foles is not a game manager. He also hasn't been the same, but I think a lot of that has to do with the injury. I think Nick Foles is
0: in a class of his own and in a unique situation. And what I mean by a class of his own is that it's hard to compare who he is because he's had such high highs. It's hard to be like, this is the guy Nick Foles is and we know it because we've seen different shades of Nick Foles. So it's hard to say who he really is. That's what I'm saying. I will That's le- what I'm saying. I
2: will I will gladly lean towards what we have seen more often than not out of him, which is that Do he it. is a average to good quarterback. Do it, man. 5 and 1. And I'm still with that being said, buying stock in the Bears. You are just I think that you are, you know, selling the house and putting the mortgage on it.
1: It's the heart he, he got too much heart I in I think it. you're speaking with he's the heart. He's speaking right? from the heart. I just think Nick Foles is got a really emotional. good quarterback.
2: I think
0: Nick Foles is a really good quarterback. And I do think he's one of the most unique quarterbacks that we've seen in the league because of the different situations that he's been put in. So I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to judge his career.
1: No, it's not weird. It's pretty easy.
2: The next topic, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. That, that was in Joe Douglas' In in the Joe Douglas realm of topics, we're gonna have to cut that one down.
0: Joe Douglas, I think it wasn't even that long. It was like eighteen minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. How did
1: you just? How did you just come up with eighteen? That minutes? topic
0: just now because I know we started the topic at thirty-seven minutes, and I could see the time oh, wow. wow. like, that, that, that felt just... like
2: a lifetime.
0: Because you guys wanted to not. Agree. You <laughs> no, guys no, you got defensive. You got defensive. It hit your heart. You got Nick Foles, Nick Foles <laughs> is different, man. He's different. I wish he was still in Philly. Philly would definitely be in the lead in the NFC East for sure, right? Out that, <laughs> that next. Next ah. is the media being unfair to Aaron Rodgers. We've seen a lot of sport talk shows talk about how he's uh he's supposed to get blamed for this game. He didn't show up. I know Max Kellerman said that uh, he's crazy. He should have rose to the occasion and carried them to the win. I'm gonna go first on this one. Just watching the game, I don't think any quarterback in the NFL would have had a chance if they were put in Aaron Rodgers' position. I don't think Aaron Rodgers had a chance in that game. The first interception was on him. Dean read the route, got the interception in a pick six. The second wasn't. Devontae dropped the ball. It landed in in Mike Edwards' hands, and that was the second interception. But I don't think there was more than three plays in a row that I saw that game that Rodgers wasn't getting pressured. I felt like he was pressured the entire game. He didn't even have a chance to get the ball out. Outside of Adams, you don't have a legit weapon to get any separation. Marquise Valdez-Scantling is extremely average. Adam Lazard is injured, and he was emerging into their second-best receiver. But when you look at the numbers, the Bucks got five sacks, eight tackles for losses, and 13 QB hits. And Aaron Jones, who a lot of people were saying were one of the the best running backs in the league and playing like one of the best backs in the league, got 10 carries for 15 yards. He averaged 1.5 yards a carry. So I don't think Brian Rogers should be blamed for this, and I hate the narrative in, in sports media and these mainstream talk shows and even amongst fans that quarterbacks have to carry or rise to this occasion. That is literally impossible because I think football is one of the major team sports that it takes a collective to win games. Yeah, I've hardly ever seen, even from the elite players, I've hardly ever seen them legitimately carry, put the team on their back. It's always a team effort in football, and I just hate that narrative that you get blamed just
2: just because the people around you played bad. I think it's a very general take. And just to add to your point, the defense didn't play well either, which... I think that we consider their defense one of the better units in the league. They got zero sacks that game. Yeah, no sacks. Tom Brady played really well. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, 166 yards. And then Ronald Jones, who I think, in my opinion, is an average to solid back, went for 113 yards and two touchdowns. And, like, this is not an offense. This is not a world-beating offense, in my opinion, especially with the injuries to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They are not... What we expected them to be to this point in the season, and I think they made the Packers' defense look really bad yesterday. So I, I think I think part of that is they've been injured, though. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. And I think that with the injuries and everything, the Packers' defense made that offense look much better than it was last night. And I think that Aaron Rodgers got a lot of undeserved blame for the for the reasons that you mentioned. And Rodgers has been arguably a top three, top five quarterback in the league this season. And he has been carrying that Packers team, in my opinion. You know, I don't think that without Aaron Rodgers, they're in the same position they are right now. So he has one bad game, and he's to blame. You mentioned a good point about Rojo,
0: Ronald Jones. What is Rojo? Rojo, that's his name. That's what they call him in Tampa. The the Packers' weakness is stopping the run, and it showed against the Bucs. They weren't able to stop Ronald Jones, even though he's, I think he's a pretty good back. But we've seen it in the playoffs, and watching this game, it reminded me of when I watched Green Bay versus San Francisco. You know what's going to happen. You know that they're going to get dominated. You
1: still can't stop it.
0: I wasn't sure that the Bucs were going to dominate the Packers. I actually had the Packers winning, but it was similar to me. I thought I was watching the 49ers out there the way that they dominated the Packers. I think this just shows that the Packers, you're right that Aaron Rodgers does carry them. I think also the play calling by Matt LaFleur has been great all season, but Aaron Rodgers plays mistake-free football. The pick six he had yesterday was his third pick six of his entire career. And it was his first interception of the season. Yeah. He's been mistake-free the entire year in the first game that he has some mistakes. I could count one mistake. He's all of a sudden to blame, and he's this and he's that. He's not capable. I think it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, no, it's just it's it's sensationalism is all it is, and it's just people trying to draw attention. It's it's the media,
1: because just before that game, they was talking about, oh, Aaron Rodgers is back, MVP this, that, and the third. It's just the media. I look at it as just another game where two top teams play, and one top team outbeats this other team. That's all I look at as that. I think Green Bay is going to bounce back. Gonna get it together. One thing they do have to figure out is the run game has to be consistent, and they have—I don't know—they have to figure out another. Like you said, Lazar, he was getting into his the zone. They got to get him back because you can't be walking out there with one receiver on the field. It's gonna be easy to stop. The defense has to get back to getting has to get back to doing what it was doing. And I think they'll be okay. I think this is just a stop yeah. on the road.
2: If anybody deserves blame, I think it's the offensive line and the defense. Because look at the the biggest problems in that game, I think, were that you couldn't get the rushing attack going, which has to do with the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers had no time, got sacked four times, offensive line. And the defense, which got embarrassed pretty much. And it's not like Tampa Bay was on the field for a lot of the game. They actually lost the possession battle, which is not normally what you see from teams who win the football game. They, they lost the possession battle by three minutes, and they still embarrassed that defensive unit. Five of 12 on third down. You can't you can't let stuff like that happen, and I, I already ran off the numbers from some of the guys that should not be putting up numbers like that, like Ronald Jones. And
1: I feel like that pick six kind of changed the game a little bit because, you know, they was up 10-0. It looked like Aaron Rodgers was cooling and grooving. He throws the pick six, and it looks like that's when everything started to turn and got bad for Green Bay, and they started to exploit them. So I just think... And you you got to get it going.
2: And after the second interception, it just seemed like the game was over. Yeah, it was just like. But man. I. it wouldn't concern me too much if I was the Packers. They're still a great team. They're a great team. That. They're still a top
0: five, top six team. They're, they're a the great NFC. team, but I think they have a ceiling. Their ceiling is that they can't beat any of the elite teams. Who's the elite team? I think Tampa's one of the elite teams in the NFC. I also think 49ers, they don't match up well with them at all. Teams that are very run-heavy, they don't match up well. I think the Rams are a bad matchup for them, too. Something um, that is good Seahawks, for The only reason I give them a chance against the Seahawks is because the
2: Seahawks' defense has been really bad. Something that is good for them, but also it, it's good for them up until the playoffs, but then I think will hurt them come playoff time, is they don't really have to play an elite team all season long, except they just played Tampa Bay. They beat New Orleans earlier in the season if you still can consider them an elite team and they get Tennessee in week 16 other than that I don't they think play they play Chicago they play Chicago if you want to consider them elite be personally Chicago. I don't be Chicago. I don't know how Joel Rodgers feels is going to do about yeah. calling them an elite team but realistically they have Tennessee and other than that Wait, what team is elite the bears I said the bucks no we was no, talking no, about the no, schedule no I'm saying their schedule moving forward the only really elite team they have to play moving forward is Tennessee the only undisputably team, because they also have the Niners, they have the Bears. Other than that, you know, it's going to be a pretty easy rest of the way for them going into the playoffs. And while I think that will be very good for them to get a high seed, you're going to be going into the playoffs playing teams like you mentioned, the Seahawks, who, and you're not going to have any of those grinded out gritty games against those teams during the season.
0: For me, I just don't trust the Packers because they can't stop the run. If you can't stop the run, I think you can't win in the playoffs. We've seen it multiple times with teams that if you can't stop that, you're basically prone to letting the other team run down the clock and beat you by managing the game. That's what happened to Baltimore last year against Tennessee.
2: They should have traded for Steve McClendon. That was a great move for the Bucs. That was a great move, yeah. I agree.
1: I'm confident in this team. I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. The top four, top five team in the NFC.
2: I would not at all be surprised yeah. to see them come out of the NFC.
1: Wait, whoa, come out like go to the Super Bowl? Yes, oh. I could definitely
2: see that. Like it, I think a healthy I, I'm Niners not saying, team they can I'm beat. not saying I would. Well, I don't think the Niners are going to be healthy the rest of the way. I I'm not picking them to win the NFC, mm. th- and I don't think I will come that time. Right. But if if we fast forward to February and they're in the Super Bowl, I it wouldn't shock me. When you have that man, you can, you I think can their do ceiling everything. is
0: losing in the NFC Championship, just like they did last year.
2: I also think that the NFC is weaker than the AFC overall in terms of like beyond the Seahawks. I don't see any truly dominant teams in the NFC. Like I think the Seahawks are the closest think, thing they have to a I dominant think, team. When you look at the AFC, you gotta get through the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Titans. I get that. Re- like all better than Anybody in the NFC? Not I don't in the think CIs. the Titans are a dominant. Team. I, don't, I get
1: that, but I think I feel like the Bucs and the Saints we will put in the conversation. But they've been dealing with a lot of injuries early on in the season. And so they they got to find they, they got to find, find the, the group. I think those two teams you can definitely consider at top form are two elite teams in the NFC. Along with the I think yeah. the Niners too, if they were healthy, would be considered elite team because they, they can beat almost any team in the AFC if healthy. Other than they, I think they can still even beat the Chiefs. So I think just injuries have been banging up these teams.
2: Yeah. Gonna, I, th- I think that the, the Packers are in that same kind of situation with the with the Bucs and the Saints. We're going to talk about the team that they lost to the Buccaneers. Have the Buccaneers finally figured it out? The Buccaneers are another one of those teams that I feel like every week we're talking about somebody and saying the same thing. The Ta-da. Buccaneers are another one of those teams that I feel like got really hurt by not having a preseason, OTAs, a, a training camp, because there were so many new pieces coming in, the biggest one being Tom Brady. And when you bring in a quarterback like that, everything changes. The whole, it's like bringing in LeBron James to your offense. The whole dynamic is going to change. And the fact that he came in having weapons like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and, and so on and so forth, there was a lot of adjustment that had to happen. Bruce Arians working with him was also an adjustment, and that defense is still, I feel like, finding their footing. Bringing in McClendon will be a big help for them. I do think that they're starting to turn the corner, though, which is big for them, but I still think there's some work to be done, and I think we... I I don't know if we've seen who they are yet, but I think that they are are showing their teeth. And I'm go- showing what they can be.
1: I'm going to hold my tongue until November 8th starts cuz that's I feel like that's when the big test comes Saints, Panthers, Rams, Chiefs. So I think that's really going to tell me. But I feel like they are starting to get their groove, are right, starting to see what they really are, but I think that's the four game stretch is really going to tell me if the Bucks are for real or not. So I'm going to hold my tongue.
0: The Buccaneers the best team in the NFC and it's not close. Um no. they're the best team in the NFC. I don't care what the record says. I know they're four and two. The Seahawks are six or five and zero, right? But the Buccaneers are the best team in the NFC, and I don't have any doubt about it. And the reason I say that is because they turned a corner really quick. Last week versus the Bears, they were the Cardinals most. Up. The last year against the Bears, they were the most penalized team. They they look. They had eleven penalties for one hundred nine yards against Chicago. They had zero penalties against Green Bay. That's how fast they, they had that switch because Tom Brady was frustrated on the sidelines, screaming at them. Even though he got a lot of pushback on social media for doing that, it lit a spark. When you're a six time Super Bowl champion, you can do that. When you're Cam Newton, who's never won a Super Bowl, you can't. There's Wait, levels the to this. No, because I, I know on Twitter there was a lot of people comparing, oh, Cam Newton gets slack for this. Look at Tom Brady. He doesn't. Tom Brady's a six time Super Bowl champion. When you're a six-time Super Bowl champion, you can talk to people a certain way that um, that a loser can't.
1: Wait a minute. All you right. can
0: talk to people a certain way, but let me finish my uh, take. Yeah, because
1: that was crazy.
0: They had the—that was—the Buccaneers were the first team all season to have zero penalties in the game. And what gets underestimated within this whole thing is that this is a new offense for Tom Brady. People don't understand how hard Bruce Arian's offense is. It's the most difficult offense to learn in the league, possibly. Every quarterback's first year in the Bruce Arians offense, they have high interception and turnover numbers. And Godwin and Evans have been hurt. There have been games against, against the uh, Chargers where they were having Justin Watson and Scotty Miller being their best targets, their best receiving targets throughout that game, and Tom Brady still found a way to come back and beat that team. Brady right now has 14 touchdowns and four interceptions. Bruce Arians' offense is is prone to having quarterbacks have high interception numbers. Right now, Brady has extremely low interception numbers, granted that it's in Bruce Arians' offense, and he's projected to throw 37 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. And this is why they're the best team in, in the NFC. I like complete teams. I like teams that I see little weaknesses in them. The Bucs, their weakness right now has been their offense because they've been unhealthy. But when they're healthy... They have probably the best or second-best offense in the NFC. They're the most complete team because their defense currently, I think, is the best or second-best in the football right now. It's between the Bucks and Steelers. This year, the Bucks are the first rushing defense in the NFL. They were that last year. They lost Vita Vea, and what did they do? They went out and traded for Steve McClendon, who's really good. <coughs> People laughed at the move because they, they're like, oh, who's Steve McClendon, right? We he, can tell you first. Yeah, hand. but he's, he's really good. Maker. He is really good. They're second in takeaways in the league, and people don't understand how good Levante David is. I'm about to give some praise to Levante David. He's a step, a tiny step below Luke Keekly. Levante David is an elite linebacker that people don't talk about. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. People don't know about Levante David because they the Bucks have been a losing team, and they've never been in the spotlight but he's just a step below Luke Keekley. He is an elite all-pro linebacker. You look at their defense with Shaq Barrett, Nick Sue, Sue, uh, Pierre Paul, Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield. They also have uh, Carlton Davis. They have a really young defense, and it's just going to keep getting better. Todd Bowles and the coaching staff, Bruce Arians, Brian Lefwich, they're amazing, and they're going to be the best team in the NFC when the year is over, and they're going to be the team to beat in the playoffs, because I think they're going to be healthy when that time comes, and I think there's a huge possibility that the Bucks are the first team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium when they play later on in Tampa. Mm.
2: They're that's the best some, team in the NFC. That is some bold claims. Mm. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily disagree with. I a lot noticed of what when he saying.
1: said the Luke Kieckley thing. In faces was like, Ooh.
2: I don't
0: necessarily. I don't know if you've seen if you. Your face is gonna be like hey, that. Hey, if you hey, don't hey, see I wasn't, Levante I wasn't the David only person play. who made the face. No, but I'm so don't saying, do that. I, I'm saying. I, yeah. But, but if you guys realistically, if you tell me, like, how many games have you seen Levante David play in the last six years? No, that's that's a fair that's a point. point. You you'll assessment. probably that's say, say less than less than three because he's not on TV. That's a fair assessment. Because one, we're not in the market, and two, they're never on national television. Yeah, I, never I, been. In national I, national I'm not. I'm not trying
2: to disrespect Levante
0: David. Luke Yeah, Luke Keekly is a Luke name. Luke Keekly is a big name, but I'm saying he's just a step below like he's not I know he's not as good as Keekley but it's like Keekley is here Levante is like here they are really similar Levante is a great elite
2: linebacker I'm not as sold on the Buccaneers as you are but I agree that's their ceiling like I have no doubt that they can the be Super the Bowl best the team them. yeah I I have no doubt they can be the best team in the NFC I want to see them consistently stay on the same page like they looked against the Packers moving forward now and like I mentioned, you know, now they're starting to show you show they're trying to they're flexing their muscles now. And this is what we know they can be. It's just, are they going to be that moving forward? And if I had to bet one way or the other, I would say, yes, this is the team that they are. And a lot of people have been talking down on Tom Brady, which is the biggest mistake you can make because yeah, ne- I've seen- never in his career has he been, you know, uh, a Trevor Lawrence type athlete, uh, you know, uh. Patrick Mahomes type arm strength, but no matter what, at the end of the day, he will keep you in football games and he will make plays come winning time. He's a hard and that, worker. That doesn't change now that he's no longer in a Patriots uniform, especially with Bruce Arians, who I have always loved as a coach. Yep. I I would not want to see the Buccaneers in a playoff game. I I really do think that you know, the more the more I say it, the more I agree with a lot of what you said. They might be the scariest team in the NFC. They don't have a lot of holes on their team. The Seattle, they have to win yeah, shootouts. Yeah, and I think... The Bucs don't yeah. have to do that. Like you, like you mentioned Seattle, their defense is a much bigger hole than, like you said, anything that the Buccaneers have. And the, the same thing with the Packers. I feel like when I look at the Packers, I have more question marks on who they're going to be week to week than I feel about the Bucs moving forward. What I love about the Bucs is that they
0: don't need to be in shootouts to win, but they can win if they're in the shootout. That's what I like about the Bucks. They can put up points, mm. but they don't need to because that defense
2: is elite. Mm-hmm. I want to see them get healthy, too. Me, too. The, 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 the me Mike too. Evans, Chris Godwin, it concerns me. Because and Gronk, Gronkowski just had his yeah. best game as a Buck yeah. yesterday. And is that what he's going to be now moving forward, or is he going to be what he was in the first four weeks of the season where he didn't even... Go one pass. Who's trash. He's trash. He's he trash. You know, I, if, if they can get that production or at least have that threat of that production out of Gronk moving forward and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can stay on the field, I think Gronkowski, he he wasn't good in the passing game, but as a run blocker, he was great. And I think a lot of that has to do with him accepting that role behind mm. so many weapons on that offense, which is commendable. And I I, I it, it's almost surprising at of out of Gronk to see that because he's been such a personality and you wouldn't accept, you wouldn't expect him to take that backseat role but Tom Brady's his guy he came down here to get a ring in Tampa Bay and I wouldn't be surprised to see that as the and outcome and also
0: just just that offense is really difficult there's, there's so many option routes within every single route it's really hard to learn like I have a book that has every single play they ran last year and there's a lot of option routes in that
2: Brady <laughs> Brady's so cerebral though. I mean he has got He's got to have the best football IQ in the game. I think he, so, too. He didn't win six Super Bowls on accident. And a lot it. of people say, Belichick this, Belichick that. You look at Bill Belichick now, granted, I think that he's making that Patriots team better than they are. The Patriots have they nowhere dealt, near what they were. They, they've they gotten dealt a bad hand because all of the COVID stuff That's that fair. has happened. That's fair. But even so, you know, they have not looked like the Tom Brady Patriots without him. Yeah. And I've always said that they both deserve the praise for for that dynasty happening, but I think that Tom Brady's gotten a little disrespected since he's came to Tampa Bay, and I think he's heard. I all think of the so talk. too,
0: because you know I, I even seen River do this when whenever whenever Tom Brady throws a bad pass, you want to quote the tweet, you want to retweet it, you want to put laughing faces. Oh, this guy is this. He's forty three. I didn't say
1: nothing. I just laugh. Oh, well, uh, no, yeah, 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 he I just, just laughed. Laugh. He
0: threw a pick six. It was against the Charges. It ended. Tom Brady goes out, throws five touchdowns, and I, I texted Riv, and I said, laugh about that. <laughs> laugh about that.
1: It's funny how you didn't text me when you you told me the uh, Bucs was going to beat the Saints on opening night. You, you didn't text me that night, though. Got La- real, I said laugh I got real quiet that. on that one, though. I
2: said what do laugh you, about what that. What do you feel about the Bucs?
1: Me and him, he picked the Bucs to win. I had the Saints to win. Um, Like I said, I'm just going to hold my tongue until they play. You know, They're one and two against great teams, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. You're calling We're,
0: the Bears a great team?
1: Yeah, essentially great defensive team. Okay.
2: We are we are starting to turn the corner though. These next couple weeks I think are going to We're still be still confident in the Saints, boy. I got the Saints, man. I think these next couple weeks are gonna be make it or break it for a bunch of different teams that we've talked about. No, literally, uh throughout the first five weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. I'll
0: be the first to admit that I'm emotionally invested in the Bucks. Oh, we know. I and before before the season and happened, I picked the Bucks to make the playoffs. This is before Tom Brady went there. I was under the impression Jameis was going to stay, or they were going to get a Phillip Rivers or Teddy Bridgewater. I thought That's they fabulous. were going to make the playoffs even without Brady. I couldn't when they that. when they got Brady, I was like, oh yeah, now my yes, prediction is going to be one hundred percent true. There's no way they missed. And it. Then you
1: switch <laughs> it to Super Bowl. Tell them you switched to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so so now <laughs> yeah. I I have really high mm-hmm. hopes for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Stick with it, there you go. I,
0: I, I've saw them throughout last year. I watched I watched every single game of the Bucks because I I like Jameis too. 30. and I really think this team. Is is great. So what I really happens? Like the Bucks. What
2: happens if the Bucs play the Bears in the NFC Championship? Who are you gonna root for?
0: <laughs> I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. <laughs> Nick Foles, if he makes the NFC Championship game, that's that's great for him. Right. That's great so for him. That's something I could ride for. He'll get the time.
2: he'll get the Foles silver behind Brady's Foles gold.
0: I think I think uh, Foles will get gold, but <laughs> you're mixing Brady with some like gold and diamond. He'll get both.
1: I'm gonna stick with my pick. I got the Saints. Got the Saints coming out.
2: I think the champion's coming out of the AFC this year, but that's it's way too early to be. Well, saying I'm just strictly coming out of the that.
1: NFC. I didn't pick the Saints to win the Super Bowl. I just think I just thought they were gonna beat them. So and we already got one job done. You know, one zero early. So I pick, Mike Evans got. Pff, oh, even, oh my <laughs> Mike God. Evans won yesterday. No, was, I'm, I'm talking about won. the Saints. Yeah, Mike Evans got. Oh, he locked. was hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He was. He was dealing with a leg. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Marshawn Lattimore. Come on, bro. We're not even worried about him.
0: Marshawn Lattimore, he's good, but he's not what you think he is. That's
1: fine. when he plays Mike Evans, he's what we think he is. You'll Rock, see. We'll see what?
0: When If Mike Evans isn't hurt for that game, you'll see what Mike Evans does to Marshawn Lattimore.
1: <laughs> what has he ever done to Mar- Marshawn Lattimore? Same thing
0: Mike Williams did on Monday night last week against Marshawn Lattimore. Did you see that game? <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore was horrible That, that dude
1: had two yards against Marshawn Lattimore He lined up, yo, he had two yards, bro Yeah
0: I think the Bucks, even though they're not undefeated Like the Seahawks, this, I, I have the Bucks over them But we're talking about the Seahawks, they're undefeated They're 5-0 What team is the best undefeated team? Right now, the three undefeated teams are the Titans The Seahawks, and the Steelers And after next week, we're only probably going to have one if the Seahawks win because the Steelers are playing the Titans. But as of right now, who's the best undefeated team, the Steelers, Titans, or the Seahawks? Team?
1: I'm going to go Steelers. I think the Steelers have the best defense out of the three. I think they have the most – they don't have the best offense, but they have better pieces. I think the only Seahawks, they have the best quarterback, obviously – Titans, they have the best running back. But I think with the collection for Pittsburgh, their O-line, their receiving core is really good, and they have an okay running back. I think they're the best team out the three.
2: Yeah, I would also agree if you, like, if we're talking who's impressed me most out of these three teams, I would say the Steelers, which is surprising because I have not been high on the Steelers all season long. I wasn't high on them coming into the season, but that defense is smothering. Ben Roethlisberger actually looks like he's, Coming back into form now, coming off a Tommy John surgery, which I didn't think he would recover from, good for him, I'm happy for him, and that receiving core with Chase Claypool now stepping up is insane. So overall team-wise, I think that they've been the most impressive, but it's so hard to say because it's three great teams, and honestly, if you asked me, like, who would I ride with the rest of the way if I had to choose one of these three teams to, you know, Life or death win the Super Bowl. I would say this the Seahawks, like in my my opinion, I just trust Russell Wilson at the end of the day to come out on top more than anything that those three out of anything those three teams could provide me. Russell Wilson is a number one for me. Like, I would trust him more than anything else out of those three teams.
0: He's one, two, and three. My opinion of it is. I'm going with the Steelers, too, and they have a top-five defense and a top-five offense right now in the NFL. And also, what you said, I like complete teams, and they're the most complete team. Tennessee is really vulnerable on defense. We've seen they, that versus the Texans lately, yeah. um, yesterday. we seen it against the Texans. The Seahawks, we already know how bad they've been on defense. The Titans, I feel like their defense is what they're going to be. The Seahawks, I have some hope because Jamal has been injured. I have faith in Pete Carroll scheming up some things so that defense is better. But I think Mike Tomlin is the best coach Uh out of these guys. Mm I He's better than Carroll, and I think he's better than Raybo. I trust the Steelers a lot, and I think they are the best team.
2: The one thing I was going to say is you look at those three teams and what do the three of them have in common? You know, although they might have done it differently— Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, and Mike Tomlin are three of the better, if not three of the best, coaches in the National Football League. And I
0: think Mike Vrabel he did something really smart yesterday. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about oh, taking the, the twelve, yeah. yeah, with yeah. the yeah. penalty. Yeah, Mike Vrabel has always been doing something. It's The second like time that. he did that, he did that against the Jets too. I'm, last yeah, year, yeah, I remember against Two the years Patriots ago. in the playoffs, um, this past season, when he ran out the clock against Bill Belichick. Like, he's a really smart coach. And I I like all these three teams. I like the Seahawks because of Wilson, most explosive offense. I think the Titans are, like, if I were to categorize these teams, the Seahawks are the most explosive and dynamic offense. The Titans are the most balanced attack offense. They're so gritty, too. Mm -hmm. The Titans are the most balanced and attacked offense, and the Steelers are just rugged. They're rugged. I have a
1: reference. It's a basketball reference. You want to hear it? The Steelers are like the Detroit Pistons with Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace. Oh, and okay, all. okay, the 07. Cavs or, are like the, the, 04 the, the Pistons. Seahawks are like Cleveland, LeBron, Russell Wilson. Got a bunch of, okay, good pieces, but it's Russell Wilson. And then the Titans are like, damn, I couldn't find somebody fast enough for them. But more of the story is I had the first two, so I'm good.
2: The Pistons are like, or I'm sorry, the Titans are like the Jazz or the Nuggets. I we have to nothing, find a team that's, like, good nothing, offensively, nothing but now. Flashy. Houston, I think the best one. Houston with
1: T-Mac and you Ming.
0: I think the best reference would be, like, Nuggets now. Nuggets? Yeah, because yeah. they're not that great.
2: Yeah, young, o- outside exciting. shot at competing for a title, but they don't have that superstar that's putting them well I over the top. I think my best of. analogy
1: was Detroit and Steelers over it. Rugged, tough, defense. They're not not that, flashy. You're not flashy. They will come be, in and yeah. they'll punch
2: you in the mouth.
0: And I really like the Provence. Steelers. Proverbially, yeah. punch you in the mouth. Cause, I don't know if any team outside of the Chiefs can really beat the Steelers in the playoffs. Like, if I were, if they were having the matches right now, I think they can beat Tennessee. And we're gonna see it this week, and we're gonna see what happens. I this can't weekend. wait. For yeah, that game. that's it's gonna
1: like be Seahawks or Steelers this week. Steelers. Steelers. Steelers.
0: It's gonna be a great game. I can't wait to see. But as of now, in hindsight, next week I might be saying, "Oh, I was wrong about it." But as of now, I feel like the only team that can beat the Steelers in the playoffs are Jeez. the Chiefs. Because even everybody ruled out the Steelers this year. We were talking about the Ravens going 15 and Oh, one. I'll be the first to admit yeah.
2: I've ruled out the best Steelers. Roster, best roster, best all this. Actually, if you
1: ask a few of my friends, I actually picked the Steelers to do some damage. I just no, my, my They big, just need a quarterback. That's yeah, all they need. That needed. was my they, big question they, on the Steelers a quarterback. Was,
2: could Big Ben come back from a Tommy John surgery, which for him... That's what they call it? Yeah, he got, he got the baseball surgery. And, you know, you look at what he's been his whole career. He's been a gunslinging quarterback, and I just didn't know if he could recover from such an intensive surgery on his elbow. And he has done it. I give him all the credit in the world. He's And, and another thing that stuck out to me was he's never seemed to be the hardest worker. You know, there's been clips of him in practice messing around during drills and stuff like that. And, you know, it concerned me, was he going to be able to put in the effort to come back from such an injury? And I give him all the credit in the world because he's totally proved me wrong on that. So, different question. Which team stays undefeated the longest? I think the Seahawks would be the obvious pick. I think it depends on the schedule. One of of the Titans and Steelers is going to be out this week. Yep. So, it's between... Steelers have a cakewalk after this. It's going
0: to be between the Titans and Seahawks or the Steelers and Seahawks.
2: Yeah. And I think the funniest thing out of any of this is that I don't think that any of the three of them. Who are the do the best Seahawks face? No,
1: I did it because the Steelers played Titans, then Ravens, then Cowboys, Ooh. then Bengals, then Jaguars, then Ravens again. So I don't mm-hmm. know about them.
2: And the Seahawks, I'm pulling it up right now. They face the Cardinals this weekend. Yeah,
1: Cardinals, I think are blowing out Dallas right now. And Titans got Steelers, Bengals, Bears, Colts. I don't think any of these teams. Go undefeated for very long.
2: Ooh. I think the Seahawks probably have the best chance. The, the Seahawks have Arizona, San Francisco, Buffalo, the Rams, then back to the Cardinals. That's a that's a tough stretch, too. Yeah, it is. None of them have an easy road. That, I think that the Steelers have the toughest road because I think that they play in the toughest division in football right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to hurt all three of those teams come playoff time if there are all three of them are playoff That'd teams because they're going to be though. beating up on each other. The Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns, you know. and as I much think as the Ravens and thing, the
1: Steelers can easily go 2-0 and against the Browns, though.
2: Yeah, no doubt, because I think the and Browns— that's four
1: killing losses for the Browns.
2: But I also think that the Browns are— Like, I, I wouldn't bet against the yeah. Browns either. It just depends on where they go from here on out. I think that the funniest thing. I'm going to say Seahawks, just because— even though those are a couple tough games, I think that they should win every single one of them. Mm-hmm. But I think the funniest thing is that none of the three of them are the best team in the league. You and know I earlier, think it's the Chiefs.
0: You know, you know earlier in the show we were talking about uh, Brian Flores. I actually came up with the perfect example. I finally remembered the expectations that he exceeded with the Dolphins last year is the same that Todd Bowles. Did when we were supposed to like we were previewed to go like one and fifteen mm. and we got five wins. Mm. Yeah. Todd
2: Bowles wasn't a bad coach. You no, know he, he got wasn't. a lot of slack. And, and, and we needed they, an offensive coordinator. Oh, I would have I would take Todd Bowles every day of the week, twice on Sunday, over Adam Gase, right? He now. should get another head coaching opportunity. It, He's doing a great yeah, job. It was an example of you don't know what you have until it's gone. We didn't appreciate him because the situation that he was put in wasn't mm-hmm. great. Because a bunch of the stuff that if, if you haven't listened, I would definitely recommend you go check out our Joe Douglas conversation. But if you if you think about what I was saying in our Joe Douglas conversation, Todd Bowles had to deal with that just as much as Joe Douglas is having to. He had to deal with John and Zick's drafts even more than Joe Douglas is having to. And he had to deal with Mike McCagna's drafts, which at the time weren't even busts looking back on them. They were busts that he had to deal with as guys that were just picked. You know, you mentioned the politicking of the NFL. You pick a guy, Christian Hackenberg, had to get a shot because they spent a second-round pick on him. He was put in a poor position, and I think he did a good job based on everything that was given to him. I think that he was a solid leader, and if you put him with the right offensive coordinator, I think he could be a really good head coach. Just imagine if we had Todd Bowles
0: and we brought in Le'Veon Mosley and all these guys that we brought in.
2: If Todd Bowles was our coach that season and we went 7-9 and nine, last season, we would have been a playoff team. I think we so wouldn't too. have lost to the Dolphins and we wouldn't have lost to the Bengals. And I bet you we wouldn't have lost to the Bills week one.
0: And that's 11-5. So and so five.
2: Even with missing Sam Darnold for that three-week stretch, that's 11-5. and five. Granted, it was against yeah. the easiest schedule in football.
0: I think so, too. Todd Bowles was great for the Jets because we weren't supposed to do anything. Even his first year, we went 10-6. and six. So he's shown that with the talent, he could have did something with the team.
2: I'm happy for him succeeding in Tampa Bay, though. And I hope he gets another shot because yeah, he's a good he's dude. Yeah,
0: he's with Bruce Arians again. He was with him in Arizona, back with Carson Palmer and them. He's a great defensive mind. Yeah. He just didn't have that offense to put him over the top. Now we're going to our last segment of the... Show NFL Pick 'em week seven. You guys know how this goes already. It's gonna cut to the chase. Giants versus Eagles, who wins Thursday night football?
2: I'm Eagles. going
0: I'm going with the Eagles. I don't want to do this. The Giants <laughs> actually have a really great defense right now, numbers wise. I don't wanna do this,
2: but something is telling me Giants.
1: That's fair. I'm going when we do when we do win. I want you to come here, and I want you to apologize to
2: me. But I will say the Eagles showed a lot of life at the end of that Baltimore game, so.
1: We almost won that shit.
2: Panthers versus Saints.
0: Saints. Saints. Do you guys know if Mike Thomas is coming back?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, because he is he, coming back. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't out this past week because of the injury. He was out because the in, in-house suspension. Okay. So I'd imagine he's playing. I have
0: the Saints then. Bills versus Jets. Bills. By a million. Got the Bills. Hammer hammer the money line. (laughs) Browns versus Bengals. Browns. Browns. I got the Browns. Cowboys versus Washington. Cowboys. I have Washington.
2: I'm going to say the Cowboys, but I'm going to feel worse about that pick when they lose to the Cardinals tonight. Packers versus Texans. Packers. Packers.
0: I got the Packers, too. Lions versus Falcons.
2: Lions, Lions.
0: I got the Falcons. Steelers versus Titans. I'm taking. I'm going to roll with the
2: Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers too. I I'll, I'll take the Titans. I'll, <laughs> I'll be that guy. I'm not letting. I'm not letting <laughs> the Titans not get a pick in this pickup. I'll take the Titans. Seahawks versus Cardinals. Seahawks. Seahawks. Seahawks.
0: I have the Cardinals, Chiefs versus Chiefs versus Broncos. Chiefs, Chiefs got the Chiefs. Jaguars versus Chargers, 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 49 Forty versus Patriots.
1: Niners, I think they're on the roll. I'm gonna take the Niners.
2: I got the Niners too. I'm gonna go Patriots in New England. I don't know, fans or no fans. I feel like Foxborough is always just a tough place to play. Buccaneers versus Raiders. Bucks. Oh, Bucks. I know you
0: I got the bucks too. Bears versus Rams. I'm taking the
1: Bears. I'm not too sold on the Rams. <coughs> so I'm, gonna I'm also
2: Bears. gonna take the Bears. The Rams are two and oh, or they they've lost like every game outside of the NFC East. I'm
0: taking Just the Rams. Bad. Literally. I don't
2: I don't think they lose two games in a row. The Rams do. I don't think they do. I'm not sold on the Rams. Me either. Gotta show me.
1: Gotta I don't know. show me. I think I, I
2: think they win this game. They look really good at times, but they look
0: really bad when they don't look good.
1: They got embarrassed.
0: I think they didn't run the ball enough
2: yesterday. That's it, right? As a topic? That, yeah, no, that's all the games.
0: Yeah, that's it, yeah. I, was, I thought you said <laughs> topics. So before this episode ends, we're going to give a Patreon shout-out to JL, JL Conrado for pledging $15. So each Patreon is going to get a shout-out. So if you guys want a shout-out on the show, got a pledge. So, this does it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. As always, our Instagram is at Pick Aside. Our YouTube is Pick Aside as well. And you can subscribe to our Patreon and pledge anything over $3 a month. Patreon.com slash Pick Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and see you next time.